welcome to Two Worlds Collide, a podcast brought to you by Coach B and Coach Needs, where we talk about anything and everything health, nutrition, mindset, body, and fitness. We won't always agree on things, but we're here to bring you different perspectives so you can form your own. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey, Nina, how are you doing? I am good, Brandy. How are you? I'm doing good. It's it's a good day. It's a Monday. It's the Monday after the long weekend in the States. I don't celebrate their Thanksgiving. So it's kind of weird. I don't know about you, but um, I know you and I've kind of talked a little bit about that, about how there's different areas of the world have like different holidays. And it's kind of, it's, it's almost weird because I felt like I should have been celebrating, but yet I don't. And then like, I don't feel like our Thanksgiving in Canada is as big of a deal as it is down in the States. So it's, it's weird. How about you? Like, what do you hear over there in New Zealand about the holiday and stuff? Um, well, I, I know of it. Right. And I would like yeah. a lot of people I'm connected with and friends with um, live in the States. So, you know, they shared posts of, you know, food and all of that stuff. And I've had, like, I've actually, she lives back in the States now, but when I was a student, I had a friend here who was from the States and I actually, once she hosted a Thanksgiving here and we, um, we went to get it, like we went, went there. So I actually once in my life had, had uh, a meal um, to commemorate that day, but it was just another week over here. Yeah. Another spring week I might add I'm going to make listeners who aren't in New Zealand or Australia a little bit jealous and tell you that we had some amazing stunning late spring early summer weather I got my first sunburn of the season on Saturday so So, Nina now that you've said that so reflecting back would you have done anything differently about that sunburn would you have protected like what would you have done well I I did I did I because the sun is a lot harsher here because of the thinner I think it's just the thinner ozone layer as opposed to not having it completely but the sun definitely like you can tell if you go like even when I went to Hawaii or when I go back home to Europe and you're out in the sun and then you're out in the sun here it's completely like you can feel the warmth like in it you you if you stand still for five minutes you start feel like it almost you feel like you're sizzling like it's that hot (laughs) um and so I've, I've finally, in my mid-30s, really hitting the, you know, put sunscreen on most days as opposed to winging it and seeing like, ah, it'll be fine. No, let's, let's protect that skin of ours because, you know, skin cancer is a real thing. No, but I have protection. I put, put, put it all on because I have like one of those spray things to make it even yeah. easier. But the, enough, the, the shirt I'm wearing, I can't even show you. Not that our listeners would even be able to see but I had the most amazing fingerprint because oh, clearly I protected parts and it was all, it was just on my shoulder. Um, so it was like my face and everything else was fine. Um, Cause we had some landscaping stuff to do. So I spent most of Saturday in the sun, but yeah, reflecting back, which is funnily enough, the topic we're going to talk about today, I would definitely make sure that I applied that sunscreen a bit more rigorously. Um, or topped it up and or topped it up um because even I think it lasts maybe a couple of you know few hours depending on the strength that you use so you have to top it up every so often so yeah well I thought we would just would be like, what I'm changing 
Yeah. So I think I thought, I thought we'd, you know, talk a little bit about uh, reflecting. We are nearing the end of 2021. It's crazy, but it's not just about like reflecting back on your life per se, but for us specifically in the realm in which we are, which is the health and wellness, nutrition, fitness industry, it's like reflecting back. Um, I think it's really, really beneficial. Um, I think it helps you identify what has gone well and what maybe hasn't gone so well. And in that scenario, you can now kind of maybe do a brain dump on why you may not have achieved something specific, why things did not happen and why things did happen. Because for some people, they can take what went well and actually apply it to the shit that didn't go well, right? But it takes a little bit of time and reflection for that to really happen, right? Yeah, and it's that that zooming out that we've talked about before, right? It's almost, it's a very similar thing where you you kind of give yourself that, that you remove yourself from the things that have happened. You like, right, you know, you can, like you said, you can brain dump them, you can write them down. But by then taking that zoom out kind of view and a different, you know, trying to view it with a bit of a different lens, it, then you can start to see, you know, are there some patterns that happened or, you know, is there something that happened over and over and over again? Is that telling me something? Like you can basically, you know, practice that that inquiry a little bit and and sort of figure out what insights, <laughs> using a business buzzword there, but that it literally, it doesn't have to be, you know, numbers and data and like the tangible stuff. It can also be the more, you know, how, how did certain things make you feel? Like even reflecting on some of those things can then help you inform what actually, you know, I don't want to feel like that again. So what do I, you know, maybe then it gives you a point to start thinking about, well, actually, you know, either what do I need to avoid or if I want to feel a different way or I want to do a different thing, what are some of the actions and the steps that I need to put in place to take me towards those new things? Because like, yeah, like you said, it's that time of year where I think a lot of people do reflect because it's just that, like, it's, it's just that time of year. But I think I will, will caveat this with um, it's a good time to do it because a lot of us have a little bit more time available to us because a lot of you know if we're working full-time depending on the jobs obviously um because thank you frontline health workers and and law enforcement for doing all the stuff that you're doing over this time but those of us who get to have time off you know it, it will probably have a little bit more time to work through some of these things so it's a common you know I think that's why a lot of people do it but that doesn't mean that you can't potentially re-listen to this episode in three or six months time because reflecting regularly I think is actually a good thing because it helps you then pick up things and and that's how you can assess and change what you're doing yeah like more specifically like I think like even within what I do as a nutrition coach is like I often ask a, a client each week you know what went well this week what didn't go so well what is the one thing that you want to improve on so you can even break that down because quite often, like when we do things and we really excel and we do well, we will celebrate those wins, but we don't necessarily take out from those to apply to something that we struggle with. Right. So I think it's important to look back and it doesn't have to be like a month from now. It could have been like, you could go right back to the beginning. So how did January go? Like reflecting back, how did February go? Like looking at all the things and maybe like now, because December is upon us, it's like, okay, so this entire year has happened. 
I had these goals. Now you might be able to say to yourself, man, I really did overreach. Like that's why, because when I look back, look at all the things I did do well, but this goal was a little bit bigger and that's okay. Right. Like, so I think it's kind of like where you can really assess, um, your goal setting and actually moving forward into the, you know, cause everybody's going to be planning. And I think this is normal for everyone to plan in January. Um, I think that December is a very good indication of closure for the year. Hmm. And then you can look at January as the beginning. And for some people, it's like that new year, new year's resolution, but it does offer the opportunity to now not restart, but continue on the journey and identify what you want to work on. And now that you've reflected back, you can see like, wow, that goal was so big. I need to break it down. That is why I didn't, you know, maybe reach this goal. Look at all these barriers I had that I really didn't, you know, maybe notice a name at the time. And now I identify them and now I can start to break those things down. So I really do think it's such a valuable, valuable tool. Now I will ask you this question, Nina, are you one to set new year's resolutions or just kind of look at January as a time to set goals? I do not set resolutions. I set goals, but I also do that quarterly. So it just so happens that December to January, you know, is a, is a change in quarters. Um, so that, that just, happens to be you know because I basically just said January February March it was one quarter and and so on and so on so October November December happens to be the last quarter of the year um so I but I usually do it a little bit ahead of ahead of sort of the that that buzzy kind of last week of the year um because there are a few things that, you know, I want to start thinking, I already know, or I'm already, I'm already thinking about it now. So um, I'll probably do my, you know, my actual kind of goal setting quarterly thing over the next like, week or so, as opposed to, you know, after Christmas or whatever. But like you said before, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with doing it then, you know, because even when I said, you know, that's when a lot of us have time and it is a good time to even, you know, especially if you haven't necessarily done it before, because even though I do it in like this quarter, these quarterly chunks doesn't mean, you know, everyone else has to do it. It, It's just something that works for me because I actually, A, it lets me look at the bigger stuff, but then I can also break that down already because it's something I'm used to from my full-time job too. So, um, you know, that's partly why, why I do it that way. But, um, there's nothing wrong with doing it that, that week in between. But then what I also do, and I don't know this, you know, for some people it might be overkill, so don't necessarily do as I, I say, but but just, you know, this is probably maybe to give ideas of anything, is I do the goal setting, but then I do have this practice that I started a few years ago, and I'll usually do it along the same, at the same time, but I'll, I'll usually refine it during that last week, because it, like you said it's that that vibe of like the year is ending and another one is starting there's just something buzzy about that that kind of helps me think about things in a different way I don't know if that's a woo-woo kind of thing I like if I'm making it, it up in be. my head very but because um, I have you know actual sort of more the more tangible kind of goals but what I also do is 
a bit like a combined reflection and looking ahead and basically coming up with some I guess maybe we can call them intentions for the year and I'll literally figure out what do I want to stop doing what do I want to keep doing and what do I want to start doing yeah. it's sort of some more general broader thing so they're not necessarily super duper specific but they they are sort of you know this group of intentions that I then use to actually help me guide throughout the throughout the year and I also I'm one of those people that chooses a word for the the next year and I literally like I'm not kidding I write those things down on pieces of paper and those pieces of paper like and for, obviously for our listeners who couldn't see what I just did but I actually have one of them stuck next to my desk I think another one's in the kitchen another one's in the bathroom and another one's in the gym so I literally have them visually put around the place to, to have that visual um, reminder throughout the year. Um, I think it's important to, um, you know, like this is why I think the reflective process is important because I think people will be like, you know, January is like the time for motivation, right? Like that's where they feel it's going to happen the most, but it's understanding that remembering that motivation is just a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really about the action and it's what you do when you lack motivation, but also what you, what your intentions are. So trying to bridge that gap. So reflecting back, you know, what went well, what didn't go well? Um, is this something that you have to break down? Like, with your goals, like, do you need to be a little bit more specific, smaller? So when we look at are the big they picture, competing with each other yeah, actually right. is another really good question. Um, yeah. So like looking forward, it's just like, okay, remembering, and we've discussed this before, but it's really important to kind of repeat, repeat, because that's practice, practice, and we become more consistent and we, un we understand is like remembering that when we do set some of these goals, um, that the outcome goal is something that is really not something you can control, that it's really to focus and dial into more of like the roadmap or the habits and behaviors that will lead you there. So when you are reflecting back, maybe that's what you need to look at. Like you might say, well, I, and I'm going to use nutrition slash fat loss as a goal. So maybe you didn't lose the 20 pounds and you only dial in. I didn't lose 20 pounds, but maybe you actually did do something. Maybe reflecting back, you realize that, wow, like I never used to track my intake of food. And now I track, you know, at least five days, um, you know, a week, or now I know how many calories I'm eating, or now I can identify and understand that the value of protein and geez, I actually do work out consistently. Like these are all the things that actually do matter. And while you may not have maybe lost all the weight you wanted, now you can kind of look forward and say, okay, that outcome goal of 20 pounds, I know I can't control it. But maybe if I dial in these habits and behaviors, I'll be in a better place. So bridging that gap. But here's the thing is like when you do come to January, I think it's important to understand what it is that you want to change, but also how you feel about it. Right. So like, what is your true attitude about it? Like everyone's goals, it seems to be very it's, it's related back to some, some sort of like health and wellness goal in most cases, at least in my industry, right? It's not always like a performance goal. It generally comes back to body composition, right? So like, do you really want to make this change? Like, are you really about losing the body fat or trying to get leaner? Or even maybe that person's like, I'm going to do a bodybuilding competition. Is that really what you want? Are you excited or is it fucking scary? Like, what does that look like? Right. Mm. And then 
understanding mindset. So mindset, of course, is about your ability. It's believing in yourself. If you haven't really gotten to that place of cultivating that growth mindset, that may be something where you need to take a step back for a moment and just identify any fixed mindset thoughts that you might have where you're at with that. Because remember, when you have a health and wellness goal, growth mindset is really what we need to have in order to be truly successful in the long term. Okay. And then with that comes the, the capability of it all. How capable do you think you are to commit and thought, you know, follow through with these goals? Like, are you going to believe that you can achieve this stuff? Is this something where you're, it's like just a wish, or do you actually believe you are capable of doing that? And the final thing is, and I think this is the most important part about the entire thing. Um, when you're trying to bridge that gap, like it's just one step of like the motivation is like, do you fucking enjoy what you're about to do? Like, seriously, like, I mean, I hear it all the time. It's just like, well, I'm going to start all these things. And I'm just like, okay, so you just told me that you are going to cut all your calories. You're going to go low carb keto. Oh, and then you're going to join the gym and be there seven days a week. Are you, are you fucking sure? Because I know like, that doesn't sound like fun. That sounds like a punishment actually. (laughs) So these are the things that we need to do. And we need to start there. I think you actually, and I don't know if that was your intention <laughs> to, <laughs> sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> Coffee's going straight to my brain. Um, <laughs> I think what you just called out there too, with that example, right, was a, yes, the fact that we need to enjoy stuff is very, very important. But also what Brandy just rattled off was someone trying to three or four different things trying to get to a goal when that may not be what will get you there right you can I think that when we've had an episode about you know trying things out and taking action and that's still better than doing nothing no matter what your goal is but there is also something to be said about like not necessarily doing too much because yeah you'll be overwhelmed right yeah you'll be overwhelmed those things might actually work against each other in which case you can you know you won't necessarily you might still make some progress and this doesn't just go for the and that isn't just in the nutrition space right it's in other areas too if you try and divert your attention to multiple things then it might just take a bit longer to to get certain things done because that's um But the thing is too, Nina, like with what you're saying there too, is like, you have to understand too, when you are taking on so many things as a coach, I would say, I don't even know what the fuck's working. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't, that's where I was, that's where I was getting, I mean, you're going to assume but in most cases, like a client will be like, well, it's because I went low carb. No, it's because you went, you, you went into a deficit, but you're also moving more, but like how much more are you moving? Because you did all the things right away. Like, I don't even know where to build off of that. Right. So it really is, but here's the thing. This is where we come now back. we come back full circle to how do you manage this stuff? Right. So you have these ideas and you know, you're capable and you've got all these things going on, then it's going to be coming back down to like, how, how do you know what's working? So you can monitor it, you can journal it, you can track it, you can write shit down. I don't even care how you do it, but that's a way to do it. But also it's like having a backup plan. So this is where I think when you reflect back, why didn't you achieve the goal? So like, let's say for example, your goal in the month of um, November was, and that's just reflecting back one month, but like your ultimate goal for the month of December was to be a really good 
meal planner though. Like you wanted to plan like four nights of the week. And when you look back, you actually were only doing two nights a week. Now you can ask yourself the question of like, what went wrong? Why didn't you? And this is where you can be like, oh my gosh, it's because of my, my kids are now doing activities. This is where if this should happen, then that planning will take place. And that helps you along the goals of setting your intentions and following through with your action and behaviors, because now you have a backup plan for the plan, right? So I think when we're looking at, and this, again, I'm not, this, this is not about goal setting. This is about be, you know, um, trying to bridge that gap because we have this intention come January to do a certain thing, but somehow or another, the action and behavior don't necessarily line up. And that could be a little bit of cognitive dissonance, but maybe it's because you don't have a plan that backs back up, that backs up the plan, right? Yeah. Because it's, you're not aware of the options. Yeah. Right? It, it will always happen, right? There's yeah. always going to be obstacles boulders, whatever we want to call them, they're always going to come come into play at some time or another. And figuring out, because that, and that's the thing too, um, and I like the way that you just described it, is you don't have to figure out what all of those things are because half the time it'll be something that you've never even fucking thought of because life just sucks that way sometimes. But it's about you know, having an, an idea or having an understanding of whatever happens, it, if that happens, what will you do? Or if something, you know, hits you out of left field, what will you do? Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily matter what the thing is that hits you. What matters is what you will do. And having a bit of a think about it ahead of, you know, ahead of time because then you also don't put yourself necessarily in that immediate kind of shit, what am I going to do? React, react, react response. It's you're like, oh yeah, I already had a thought about if something was to, you know, if something was heading me out of left field today, this is what I was going to do. That also doesn't mean like, A, you've put yourself in this more responsive position, but it also doesn't mean that you have to follow that through all the time. You're just putting yourself into a different position where if you know that's what you you need to do then you can but it also it's not like you're making another strict kind of plan either no. you're just giving yourself an option or you've you've now given yourself an option that if left field happens if life happens you have options now that you've thought of ahead of time that you can you know you can go down one way or you can go down another way but you've you've pre-thought of those. You haven't. You're not trying to figure it all out in the moment that life has just happened, because that's well, probably, probably going to be stressful enough. Right. But this is why reflecting back, because I'll tell you this right now. You're some things that happen um, are predictable, but we just are moving so fast that we don't see it. Right. Yeah. So if, when you reflect back, you can see this predictable pattern, and that's why for those situations. So like, if you were not able to meal plan for three weeks straight, there obviously is a common theme here. So what? What are those barriers? And we need to have at least three backup plans for those specifics. And I think it's important to have that. So like things as simple as like, well, you know, like um, your friend calls you goes, goes for lunch. Okay. So like, maybe that's not your plan. So what will you do if that should happen? You know, you planned all your meals, but now your friend called you. So if this should happen, then that, right. And have a scenario, um, you know, I would I, like, I like clients, you know, regardless of the situation is to have two or three of those, whether that means having a go-to place for eating out, or it means like, 
you know, an exercise backup plan, like, you know, moving your body is better than nothing, like walking instead of doing the workout at the gym, like whatever that looks like, right? So again, keep it in mind that we have these things that we want to do, but we need to be able to bridge that gap. So the last thing I would talk about, and this is where this now becomes the maintenance of what you're doing throughout the entire year. And this is not rocket science, but it is science is it's habit formation and working with consistencies. So you have to understand that when you're on these journeys, it is going to require some effort, right? But habits are really easy. They're very, very easy. But when you have the habits, you let them, they happen, right? And good or bad, whatever those might be, but then it's creating that routine and then the ritual. So the routine is a little bit harder than, than the habit. And then the ritual will be even harder because it takes a lot of implementation. And this is where the implementation planning and stuff like that comes into play. So I think that for what it's worth, it's just understanding that you have habit formation, but with habit formation, you have to identify what it is that you actually want and who you are. So again, it's still kind of maybe revisiting this stuff more often than maybe you did in 2020 or 2021. 2021 was like, oh my gosh, yeah, don't even get me started with the 2020. I don't even know what year I'm in. But moving forward into 2022, it's like maybe you didn't do that enough. Maybe you didn't do that process of reflection and figuring out where things could have been improved on. So like it's maybe slowing down and maybe that's one of the things that you can set is like, okay, so maybe every month I'm going to reflect back versus every six months or whatever that looks like, right? Again, nothing is is written in stone. It's what works best for you. But here's one last thing that I'm going to add because I think this is really important is that when you're looking at this big picture, I know this outcome goal is ginormous. I hear it all the time. And again, just going back to what my stomping grounds are of fat loss and, you know, just changing aesthetics and performance based and all that kind of stuff is like, whatever that goal is, it's big, but you know, in that moment, that is not something that's going to happen overnight. At least I hope you know that. So you're going to have to chip away. So chipping away means that these big goals need to be broken down a little bit. So I talked about habits and behaviors, but it's like making sure that you utilize sub goals within all of this. Okay. So like whatever that habit and behavior might be, it, re- it kind of reflects back to the sub goal that you've set. And then remembering that those sub goals, they matter because they might equate to only 20% success, but that is huge because that is the small win that'll keep the momentum going. Okay. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And that is the biggest thing moving into, I think the new year is understanding that whatever it is that you are doing, this is why reflecting and asking yourself, if you've got a growth mindset because fixed mindset is all or nothing, all or nothing, or yeah, all or nothing, right? (laughs) Thinking, um, we want to identify that in advance because you might think you have to do all the things and you have to do all or nothing. And that can really, really start to show up even as close as the end of the January. Like, you know, like maybe you set these goals and you just January 1st and already January 31st, you haven't even been able to do much of it because you've been thinking you have to do it all. And if you don't do it all, then fuck it. Right. So these are the things. And I think that, um, we know that those small goals, there's, there's lots of evidence out there. I'm I'm sure. I mean, hell, I'm sure Casey has talked about a lot in HMCC and all that where, she has talked about like these small wins, the small goals, and they all add up and it just creates that momentum. So it's like the old story would say, moving the small rocks before you move those boulders. 
Yeah. And I think adding to that too, um, with that all or nothing thinking, or even those small goals is, you know, just like you talked about with having the different, you know, those different backup plans yeah. is maybe depending, depending on what your goals are and, and what those mini goals are and the steps are that you, that you've identified that you want to take to, to get to the mini goals that will then, you know, add up to the bigger stuff something that I would or the one thing I would want to add is and especially (laughs) considering motivation is a fickle thing and you're not going to always have it is maybe also figure out options in terms of how you can lower the barrier for yourself to get some things done absolutely you know like for example like movement I mean the gym is a great example right and probably a common one we can all identify with you're not even like say your workout plan has you going four days a week early on you might you might be like yeah I'm like so riled up and I'm pumped up and I'm yeah you know the first two weeks you're sweet you've gone all four times awesome yay you know little little win celebrate that shit but then third week something happens you go three days maybe the the week after it's only two days and you're like well fuck what am I even doing do I still need to do this program Mm -hmm. but there's a bit of that thinking of well do you have to do the entire workout every time Right. And you yeah. split it up. Can you, you know, and I mean, obviously not everyone is able to do this, but if you were to work out at home, could you split it up, you know, do do a chunk in the morning, do a chunk in the evening, in between work and, you know, during nap times, whatever, there'll be different, different circumstances, right? But thinking about it in different ways, because it's, yes, obviously, and I, I get the part where, you know, you've, whatever the program is, it's been written in a particular way. So you think you have to do it that way don't because what matters is that you get it done and yes I mean usually there isn't you know whoever writes the program whatever you're doing there is intention behind it right because there is science to doing it and and the way you know the reason you have certain number of reps or sets or whatever there's reason to all of that but that means jack shit if you don't actually do any of it so getting some of it done is still better than not getting any of it done right and I actually I had a I had a yesterday my brain was trying to tell me to not do anything because I know I've had a I've had a big I've got a big work week this week and my brain was like dude you've got to you got to chill like you can't like why would you go to the gym so I knew it was a brain thing lack of motivation as opposed to physically not being rested or anything and when those things happen because this kind of stuff will happen for most of us right something you can do is literally just promise like promise yourself I'm just going to show up I'm just going to go into the gym and luckily for me that's literally just a walk out like a 10 second walk outside now but even like if you're driving or walking to the gym just make yourself like just say I'm going to go there and then I'm going to see what happens yes even just the act of going there you've already beaten the part in your brain that said eh, don't do anything today you can always think, just do the warm up. You can you can you can try to do something different. Like if you actually if you meant to weight train, but actually you really feel like jumping on the freaking stairmaster, do that. Yeah, that will never happen in this place. But hey, um, <laughs> I, I think it's important to understand too. Like, well, you know, it, it is like we can. I I think it's important to always think about what it is that you can do. Um, because it's not always going to happen. Like I was just saying this to Maddie, we went to the gym on Friday together and 
she, like I was all in, but I was feeling a little bit more tired that day and it is what it is. Like, that's how I felt. Right. And so I had, I had told her in advance, like, I'm not going in today to hammer things out. I have, my intentions are to get these exercises completed and that's what I'm going to do. And she was kind of like, okay, well, I'm not feeling it either. Now let's be clear here. Sometimes when you share that with your partner, they might, you know, relate and be like, okay, that's given them a free pass, but she truly wasn't. She wasn't like as like gung-ho about going to the gym, but we still went anyways. Right. But my point is, is that she got caught up in a conversation with somebody. So she actually didn't finish some of her sets, but I was ready to go. And I said to her, because she felt bad about not completing her workout. I said, but you did show up. You did complete a couple sets. You made the choice to talk to a friend versus working out. So you have to accept that. But the thing is, is that you already had said coming into the gym that you really weren't going to be having the best workout anyways, because you knew how your body felt. So just kind of even having that conversation about like, it really is okay that these days will happen. It's really, and she's young, she's 20 years old. So it's important to even start that conversation Mm -hmm. when you're, you know, because it's a, it's, it's something that we've learned over time that, you know, like grind it, hustle, 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 but that is not true. So that all being said, it's really important to, of course, listen to your body. But the last thing that I wanted to add is that understanding that when you are looking at this big picture of the new year and what you want to do, break it down again, like we've said into these sub goals. But the other thing that you might be able to do is it's like, um, we use, and I, I kind of brought this up before, but it's like the implementation intentions. And I just call it implementation planning, but it's being a little bit more specific because it will help you create that roadmap. But with that roadmap, that's why it's easier to then have an, if this, then that should happen because a backup plan, because the more specific you are. So using Nina's um, example of working out is that maybe your intention is to go to the gym at nine o'clock every morning, four days per week, right? So that is your, your absolute implementation intention. Boom. But you might have to switch that with an, if this should happen. So if I cannot go to my gym at 9am and, you know, do this four days a week, I will work out doing bodyweight exercises at 8am and I'm going to do it in my basement. And these are the exercises I'm going to do. It makes it easier to carry it out. And whether you increase that or decrease it, right. Depending on what that is and how that looks, having those intentions broken down a little bit more is a roadmap. You can apply that to your life, to your business plans, to your, um, to your, any goals that you even might even have set for, um, as a family, like anything, nutrition, you name it, mindset, all of it is applicable. You just have to be willing to do the work, to break things down. Because if you skip these steps, this is why when you reflect back, you can now notice and name why, yeah. because you didn't actually follow some processes that actually will help you. Don't skip those steps. We can do hard things, people. And sitting down and getting right with what you want to fucking do takes a little bit more thinking, processing, intention, yeah. like a lot more work, application. Yeah. You know, did you want to add something? The last thing I'll say to that is you don't have to do what, what the, the, the entire the process that, that Brandy just explained, or basically actually really all that we've talked about in this episode. The one thing I will say is that 
you can chunk that up into like you can do this you can start you know from the day this episode is you can do it for the next four weeks you don't have to have it all figured out in one go obviously if you don't have you know kids <laughs> fur babies any other kind of reasons that would prevent you from being able to sit down maybe for a couple of hours I love a good brain dumping sesh and then starting to you know taking a whiteboard or a blank sheet of paper and starting like literally mapping it out and drawing things and you know just dumping it all out to like my favorite playlist and coffee I love that stuff but I also just in quotation marks have a husband I don't have kids I don't have family living with me I don't have fur babies so yeah your environment will matter just like we said you know lower the barrier and figure out what you can do the same applies to actually starting this kind of process of, of doing some of this kind of work you can chunk it up into you know maybe one day you have 20 minutes to yourself you start a brain dump maybe a week later you go back and you know and I would actually argue maybe sometimes it can be helpful to dump it leave it and come back because you're coming back to it with a bit of fresh eyes and that kind of you know you've had a bit of a break from dumping it into having wanting to use it to figure something out and then you can you know then you maybe look at the patterns or you look at the stuff that didn't go well and the next day maybe you do something else so figure out how you can break some of this up into doable chunks as well because you don't have to try and do it all in in one go no and i think that one of the things that helps with all of this is that at the end of the day you just want to be successful right so you got to find the method that works best for you and like nina has um said like it's it it looks different for everybody and that's fine um i'm not one to i don't specifically set um any type of new year's resolution i just I kind of look back and think, okay, this is what I would like to improve on. I do have a word usually uh, for the year. I don't, I don't write it down or anything like that. I just know what that word is. I, re- I repeat it a lot. I remind myself of what it is. Um, but again, like I've had words change and the last few years, it's been consistent with pivot because I feel like it's been the environment for everybody. Um, and as a coach, I shared that with a lot of my clients of like, you need to pivot, you need to be able to, um, you know, uh, overcome some of these barriers that you might have over, you know, you've come, come into uh, play in your life and you need to be able to pivot and know that any little bit is better than nothing. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, my final words would be this, like, I really hope that everybody found some success in their year, their month, the week, whatever that looks like for them. Because again, the reflective process is not in the entire year. It looks different for everybody. Um, you can, there are tons of lessons to be learned. It's not a time for you to be punishing yourself or saying, I'm not good enough, or I didn't do enough. It's like having some self-compassion and understanding that, you know what, some of this shit happens and some of it is out of our control, but there are things that you can improve on. And that's what you just need to look at is like, what can I do to, to improve just even 1% better in the new year? It doesn't have to be something that's super over the top. And so, you know, in this process, take the time to reflect back and then look forward and be like, okay, here are my tensions. These are the action behaviors. I need to be able to bridge this gap. What do I need to do? Anything else, Nina? No. The only thing I was going to say, because we didn't share anything at the beginning, is is there anything looking back on our our respective years that we want to we want to share? Maybe something unexpected for the year, but we don't have to. No, you know, actually, I will share this because I think it's important that people understand, even as coaches, where we're coming from. So this year, 
Um, I had intended to hire a couple mentors. I also wanted to scale my business. I've been wanting to do that for quite some time. I think that I, uh, at the end of this year, you know, I've been able to do that. And um, I also worked through a lot of areas in the fitness industry that I felt like were, were taking a hard hit within the, the, I guess the, the diet culture, but also too, just like in general, just because of uh, the pandemic and stuff. So I feel like I was able to do that. Um, I successfully ran um, group coaching again this year. I, I feel like I've, I've accomplished quite a bit and I'm very proud of that. And so um, there are things that I want to work on. I have, I, I mean, I, as we record this, I set no intention to run any groups in the uh, first quarter of the year, but I am working on courses and I've had a lot of feedback from people. So I'm trying to take some of that positive and negative feedback and working with it to um, become a better coach. But the, I think the biggest thing that I reflecting back, the best things that I did this year were hiring mentors. And um, I have a, a mentor that I work with every month. Um, she will always, I think I'm, I'm hoping that we can continue into the new year and that everybody knows that that's Casey. I, I'm part of her HMCC alumni and I will continue to do that. Um, I love the group of women. Um, Nina, you and I, we started the podcast. I think that's been great. Um, there's just been a lot of positive things. I don't really tend to dwell on the, any negatives. I just try to, like Karen would ask me is, you know, what went well and what didn't go well and what would you like to, like, what did you learn? And those are the things, um, people, like whoever's listening to this is like, I really don't beat myself up. I, I don't have regrets. I just look back and think, what can I do to learn from this? And man, I've learned a shit ton of lessons this year for sure. And I, I feel like it's, it's made me a better coach. Um, I, I, I mean, I think you said it, Nina, that you have to sometimes lean into the discomfort and try something new. And I did, it was scary as fuck to hire uh, a coach and I did it. You know, it was yeah, you did. scary to move on to a couple different like, or to have, um, to hire mentors. It was to commit because I'm now I've got accountability. I don't have specific coaches for physique or anything like that. I don't, I don't feel I need that, but for my business and for me as a human, it was leaning into that discomfort a bit. So I feel like it's been good and I'm super proud of where I am right now. So how about you? Um, I think it's been, it's definitely been an interesting year. I think starting to look back, you know, if I'm, <laughs> let's get some of the less yay stuff out of the way, right? Because our brain has, has that negativity bias to always look for the shit anyway. Um, you know, I had, I had some loose, business goals let's be honest like no 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 shame in that game and didn't hit those but I think in the process of reflecting on those which is something I've been doing for the last probably the last month to be fair I think I've you know I'm realizing that I don't want to do certain things and I do want to do certain you know like I, I'm starting to really figure out what it is that I do and don't want to do and I think that is you know and sometimes that that just takes time because it takes trial and error. It takes, you know, taking action and then realizing actually I don't want to do this. Right. And I think um, this year has has shown me what I do and, and don't want to do. And especially the not wanting to do part is that it's really important to, to figure that stuff out because that in itself helps inform, you know, how you move forward. I went back to uni. I decided to actually formalize some, you know, some knowledge and some education 
in going back to school for psychology and probably looking into how I can actually you know do something with that once I'm done um I'm really proud of that I, I still don't know if I passed my paper but I'll find out this week <laughs> I, I think I That's I think okay. I have I think I have um and you know I I moved into a new role at work which is something I persistently worked at probably for over 12 months in terms of having conversations you know planting seeds here there and everywhere you know doing some of my own education off the side seeing how I can use what I've been doing you know on the side and with you and even on this podcast and seeing how I can apply that there so I think it's been it's definitely been a year of growth but it also it has been uncomfortable I'm not going to lie because not hitting goals stinks right it, mm-hmm. it, it sucks uh, but not hitting them is a learning opportunity in and of itself and so like you said like I will I will you know there probably is something to be said about letting like sitting with some of that stinging for a little bit because you need to you can't you shouldn't just ignore that but then discomfort you, is where growth is right so exactly we have to sit in it. exactly you but and you have to sit in it and then you have to figure out where you know like we've talked about in this episode of these things you know if, if this is what I wanted to do or what, what I wanted to achieve what are the things that what what didn't I do or what can I do differently to see if that gets me and I think that's what I'm excited about for the next wee while is I'm I'm working on removing a lot of the pressure and the expectations I've put on myself and actually just experiment a little bit with a few things, which is. I will share this too. I think it's important because I think because of my role, um, people often ask me like if I ever have uh, set any goals for like physique or anything like that. And I will say this, like I successfully went another year of maintenance. Um, Since 2015, I've been maintaining my physique. Um, It doesn't go with a lot of effort as, uh, now as it did in the very beginning, because of course I was doing the reverse diet and stuff like that. So I can say that every year that I've chipped away at, it's gotten better and easier and easier. So that was successful, um, strength and everything training in the gym, like that all, that all happened. And, and I'm really super proud of that too, because, you know, I turned over another year, you know, I'm 47 years old and I was reflecting about this this morning to believe it or not, it's not something that I was planning for, but I did, I was just like, I remember when I was um, competing and I thought about how I would be, you know, 10 years from now. And here I am 10 years. I never thought for a second I'd be where I'm at right now um, in terms of where uh, my relationship with food, because back then I, it was so fucking distorted. So it's the work, it's the time, it's the patience, it's all of it Mm -hmm. and it's paying off. And I think that at the end of the day, that's my message to everyone is that fuck, you know, 2022 could be your best year or could be your fucking worst year, but you know what? Your cards are dealt, figure your shit out and just, you know, honestly take it as an opportunity to learn and grow. That's it. All right, Nina. All right. I hope that everybody has a fantastic end of the, I don't even know when we're going to be, um, when this will be, but all I will say is December. right. So like happy new year. You know, Merry Christmas, whatever it is. It's Happy so weird holidays. in this technical yeah. world. Yeah. And yeah, I hope everybody has a great, great season ahead and, and all that kind of stuff. And an and awesome you too, start to 2022. I know, it's crazy. All right, girl. That's See it. See you later. See ya.
thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Two Worlds Collide. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and don't forget to tag us at Two Worlds Collide Pod over on Instagram and follow or subscribe on the podcast app of your choice and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. These small actions allow us to grow a community of listeners who are ready to make up their own minds and it's the best way for others to find us. Chat to you next week.